0: There's just one exit, if you blink you've gone too far, we all get our news from the gal behind the bar, it takes a village to raise this community, and even if you don't go to church, you say grace, or give your thanks before you eat, this is us, a small town in America, and put simply, we like things how they used to be, we got one-stop the bar closes at 9 and we got an Exxon, you can't miss it, it's up there on the right. And this is home, we take care of our own. If you can't relate, get back on the interstate and go. Well hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Climax the Podcast, Love Letter to a Small Town, a product of the Climax Scots Digital Network. To the surprise of no one, this is your host, Kevin Harvey, proud 1998 graduate of Climax Scotts Community Schools. Last week, wanna thank everyone for their patience. We kinda did a change in plans and we went a day later because we had some big news for the community. Current Village of Climax President Jim Cummings announced his retirement, so we had that exclusive interview and I hope everyone enjoyed that and got to learn a little bit more about what's going on and a little bit about sort of what's to come. Just a little reminder on that note, February 20th will be the final meeting with Jim as village president. And there's where you'll be able to find out a whole lot more about sort of what's going on now and into the future for the village of climax. Just about every week, we ask that if you like this show, if you listen to the show, please hit those likes on social media, hit those share buttons. And one of the biggest things you can do that's totally free to help this show hit those subscribe buttons, whether that's through the climax, Scott's digital network app, whether that's through Apple podcasts, Spotify, and just about every podcast platform in the world. Those subscriptions make sure you don't miss the show, and it just helps us make sure that we're getting as many ears on this program as possible. And if you are a subscriber to this show, you know we like to do the business upfront, thanking those who help keep the lights on here at Climax the Podcast. Because where would we be without folks like the OG sponsor, Kristen Wikoski with State Farm? Kristen grew up in the Climax Scots community. She's a CS grad, and she is just a splendid person with those hometown values that you're going to want to know and trust when it comes to handling your insurance. Kristen and her team work out of the office in Battle Creek, just off the intersection of 20th and Columbia. It's right across from Ollie's and behind Chicago Title, and if you look up, you'll see some lovely signs that will help you find your way to her driveway and ultimately into her office. Kristen and her team handle all kinds of different insurance. Auto insurance, motorcycle insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, renter's insurance, business, life, recreational, vehicle, boat. Treadmill, okay, I might have made that up, but if there's someone who could insure a treadmill, I'm willing to bet it's my old pal, Kristen. Though I just did a little bit of kidding. It is no joke, Kristen's my own personal agent. She's handled some difficult situations for me. It's been super easy and almost fun because it's somebody you know helping you work through some of life's challenges. If you're in a position where you need new insurance or additional insurance or maybe need to reevaluate your insurance, you can stop by her office. You can give her a call at 269-968-5130 or you can go to the website, callkristin.com. Say it with me now, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, callkristin.com. And Climax the Podcast would not be possible without the support and archival access from our friends at Prairie Historical Society for over 40 years. Turns out their first meeting was in 1983, so over 40 years now, PHS has been documenting the histories of Climax Scots and the surrounding areas. There are just tremendous records, things going back to the 1800s, Civil War letters from soldiers writing home, detailed histories on area homes, area businesses, likely your own family's history. There's just so much that you can learn in the History Room, so I encourage everyone to check that out. Tuesdays, the History Room at Lawrence Memorial Library is open from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then on Thursday evenings, they're open from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And don't forget on Thursday nights at 7.30, we do History Comes to Live live from the History Room. So if you can't get up to the History Room, you can check out some really cool stuff we present every week on Thursdays. PHS is a non organization, and they are kept going by generous donations from the public and people just like you. Anyone is welcome to donate any amount they want, but $15 per year is the starting level to become a supporting member of PHS. That membership will get you their six bi-monthly newsletters per year, and in the month of March, that will also get you access to prairiehistoricalsociety.org. Call it the Netflix of Climax and Scott's history, if you will, where you'll be able to access a lot of different things online. For more information, you can actually listen to last week's podcast because we went into a little more detail. And actually, the lead story right now on ClimaxScottsDigitalNetwork.com goes into the most detail about sort of what's going on with that website and what's coming. To become a member, you can send that payment and your address information to Prairie Historical Society, 107 North Main Street. P.O. Box 82, Climax, Michigan, 49034. And give them a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Climax And Climax the podcast is a product of the Climax Scots digital network. And there's a variety of services CSDN offers that might be of interest to the general public. We offer conversion services for just about every kind of audio or videotape you might have. We offer these services for photos. We now have the capability to do slides and negatives. And with some new equipment we just got, we can actually do 8mm and Super 8 reel-to-reel film. Pricing for conversions are all on the website. Generally, just about anything is going to be $20 per unit. And then volume discounts start at 5 units or more. So if you have, say, a VHS tape and two audio cassettes, that would be 3 units. Once you get more than 5, well, that's where you start to see the price drop a little bit. Now, for things like photos, negatives, and slides, those can be very different. Uh, There's a lot of variables there, so fill out the form on ClimaxScottsDigitalNetwork.com. That can get us in contact, and we can talk about the specifics of your situation and what that pricing might end up looking like. And just like that, the business is done. And now it's main event time here on Climax the Podcast, and this week, you're going to get to know Pastor Noah Miller and his wife, Anne. They're from the Congregation of Peace Community Christian Church, and you're about to learn a lot more about them, their story, and their family. So, without further ado, let's segue into the main event of episode 30, Fueled by Faith, with Noah and Ann Miller. Well, it's main event time here on another episode of Climax the Podcast. And, well, I probably already introed this by the time this audio is playing, but welcome to the show, Noah and Ann Miller. Thank you.
1: Good Thank to you. be here. Good to be here.
0: And I'm glad you guys had the availability. We talked about this loosely probably back around Christmas sometime. Yep. And yep. finally, it's in the cards. And by in the cards, I said, I got some free time. Let me text Ann and Noah and see if, <laughs> see if they've got some time. But glad we were able to make this happen just about on a dime.
1: Yeah. Me well, too. It worked out. Yeah.
0: Uh, and we sit here um, in. Uh, the Peace Community Church uh, building familiar to many it's a been a cornerstone of the Climax Scots community for a long long time but before we even get to that what is the path to Climax for each of you because even though I know a little bit of both your stories I'd love for the listeners to hear a little bit more about how'd you end up in good old Climax yeah
1: wonderful well thank you Kevin for having us uh we love this community um I was born and raised in Athens and so um, uh, great little town so I love the country towns I love the small towns you know and so this is a good fit here in climax but um, yeah just was serving the Lord uh, working at my home church being mentored and and then went to Bible college and then uh, came back and then we pastored a church in Fulton for six years and, uh, and then we uh, moved to Florida for two years and uh, came back here to Michigan to be with family again. Didn't really want to come back from Florida because it's so nice there, <laughs> but uh, family needed us. And so we came back and just praying, okay, Lord, why are we back? What are we supposed to do here, you know? And uh, we got a call um, saying, hey, are you still looking to pastor? And we, had, we said, yes, we really want to get back into pastoring. And so um, it turns out Pastor Denny was retiring and he had, done a great work here for many, many years. I mean, many years. And again, this building is known as the old gas station, so there's history here. And, and um, so we were just so blessed and it was a good fit. And so we've been here now four and a half years, so time has flown.
0: In fact, I'm gonna have to actively fight the urge to just, in climax, so many things are, they have their proper name, but then there's also the name that almost everyone calls it. Like, even though for years it was the Village Takeout Everyone called it Joe's because that was at the time Joe Audette had yes. it. Well, then it became, I think, officially, was it quick takeout when Sonny got it? Well, what's everybody say? I'm going to Sonny's. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, yeah. where he's got Climax Market. Now it's just, we're going to Sonny's, but now <laughs> it's over there instead of here. And for myself and for so many, it's there's almost like, okay, gas station church. Yes. It's just it, fighting that urge because I it feels weird to say now that it, I finally see signs and marketing. <laughs> right right it has a, a name and um, so if I happen to say that I mean no offense no, that's by it. fine. it's a very that's I think fine. it's a very small town thing yeah. where, okay it's the or if anything else ever got put in the bank building for any reason right it would take at least 50 years before <laughs> or
2: known as the turnaround. yeah yes. everybody <laughs> turns
1: around here in the parking lot so it's known as a turnaround yeah, yeah so which is fine
2: turn your life around as well as be a physical turnaround for cars. A
1: vehicle yeah.
0: well do you guys know why that is now there actually was a physical change at one of your neighboring places here for why that is because the turnaround never used to be here okay so in. so now uh, you know crescent house obviously yep. um, there's crescent house and now I think it's Lamtech that's in the building across the street mm-hmm. for a long time that was I want to say it was C and S plastics and now the yard of that Lamb Tech building goes pretty much right up to the road where that used to be like a big gravel. Yes. I don't know if inlet would be the right word. But that's where I personally, and like my whole family, that was the turnaround down there. But now you'd basically be driving through somebody's front yard <laughs> right. uh, to do that. <laughs> but if you were going to the bank, you would basically come down here, do your little wide yep. turn. Yep. Maybe you stopped. Maybe you didn't. Hopefully you right? Did. Yeah. yeah. So you're the new turnaround. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> so congratulations. On... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thankful that can continue because when pastor was retiring, you know, uh, there was thoughts of, okay, what, what to do with the church? And so God preserved it and kept it going. So we're thankful. Right. We're really, really thankful and great storefront opportunity in one sense, you know, it looks like a store, you know, and, and it's right on main street. And so it doesn't look like a traditional church, but there's life behind those doors and those walls and so when people come in they can experience Jesus here
0: Yeah, and then uh, hearing the name Denny just in case the listeners don't make the yes. connection for the full climax circle here uh, Denny or Dennis Wienkant yep um, who had his church here and for a while was actually operating, I think when they first moved to Climax, they were operating out of the building on the trailer park property. Correct, it used correct. to be a laundromat. Yep, small and, fellowship there, yeah. And just like this was gas station church in a lot of people's minds, a lot of people probably still call that laundromat church. Yeah, from I'm sure. <laughs> when Denny had, it, had things going up there. Um, now, had you known the bean cans prior to kind of that conversation?
1: No, we did not. We just knew somebody that had, was going to church here and was part of that Congregation, And so when they knew Pastor Denny was retiring, they, they reached out to us. And so it was just a God timing, God thing. And, again, once we met Pastor Denny, we, we love him. He's a great guy. He's been faithful, uh, really faithful to this town and community. And so uh, he poured his heart and soul. And, I mean, even this building, he did so much work on this building to remodel it to be a church. And so a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And so it was just a God thing, and, and uh, he got to retire like he wanted and should. You know, he, he needed that time. So it was a perfect fit, and, uh, again, it's hard to believe it's been four years ago.
0: Gosh, I can't believe it's been that quick either. Can you believe that uh, four years already?
2: <laughs> so my little four-year-old that is soon to be four in a couple of weeks running around in the back, and, yeah, that's my gauge of time is my kids growing up, and it's like, wow, they were this size when? And, yeah, it does go fast, really fast.
0: Gosh, I, I remember the first time I came up here was last summer, and I feel like your kids have aged ten years yeah. since August or whatever that was when I came up and looked at your soundboard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was.
1: So we should say we love doing everything as a family. We yeah. always wanted to have a family ministry, you know, because we just want we love being together as a family. And so we have a an Elijah's twelve, Naomi's ten, soon to be eleven, and uh, they keep me on my toes for ages. And then Moses is five, and Hadassah is. Soon to be, she's three, and going to be four in two weeks. So life is busy and good.
0: Four years. So in that time, being new to the Climax community, do you feel like the community's been a pretty warm, nice warm hug coming into things now? Yes,
1: it's been nice. We'd love to meet more people. I know there's there's a lot more people we don't know yet and a lot of history we don't know. But uh, yes, they've been very, the ones we've met have been extremely welcoming.
0: And... So you took over, uh, when you took over this building, did you essentially inherit, um, Denny's congregation at that point? If that's, pardon me if that's not the right word. Uh, but did you kind of get an audience with that or were you kind of starting over at square one to try to build your own?
1: So that is an excellent question. Yeah. So, uh, we were hoping everybody would stay, you know, but it's hard when you get a new pastor, it's, mm-hmm. it's a challenge There's change. And so many people and that was rightfully their decision they just they wanted to it was hard and they wanted to go somewhere else and so they moved on so we didn't have a lot that stayed behind but um, so but the ones that did were faithful and stayed and we were able to build from that but so it was twofold I would say it was both we inherited some of the congregation but then it was kind of a starting over again because you know uh, bringing in people we knew you know we get some people that we knew coming in and so it was a combining of the old and the new together
0: and one thing that, uh, and it may be a little more modern, I was even seeing this when I was almost 200 miles away in suburban Chicago. One thing that caught my eye, because that's how I kept up with home, was basically Facebook, yeah. is even though I had, to that point when I was still there, had never met you guys face to face, but I think you, one of you started following me on Facebook or something when the podcast mm-hmm. was starting up, and I could see you're doing some of those innovative things to try to reach people beyond the four primary walls yes. of the church as well. And that's something that's super important. It's I think it's hard to sometimes explain in a community, a rural community where technology isn't as in everybody's face every you know seven seconds or fewer like it is right. others, um, but. What was it that made you guys decide, you know what, we've got to do something innovative here. We've got to get it out online. We've got to connect to more people.
1: Well, obviously, when the pandemic hit, that was one catalyst, but it was always on our heart to reach more people and um, find every way to the church be outside the four walls, which is the way it should be, and to reach the community. So, um, again, God helped us. Again, when we first came, finances were extremely tight, and so there was nothing to you know to use for technology and that kind of thing and as the lord has graciously and and slowly built up things up we've been able to get some of the technology to live stream and that has been a huge asset because we have many people that are either shut in and they just can't get to church or um, just other things and they can watch online or watch it later in the week online so um, it's been a really worthwhile asset to invest in some of this technology so we could do that because we do want to reach outside the four walls, and then not just on Sunday mornings, obviously, but you know whatever we can do to be in the community and help out and bless them, uh, even down to you know the Memorial Day parade, just things like that, to say that we're here for the community, and uh, we don't bite, you know, yeah. that kind of thing.
0: One something I love in all of what you just said was there's so many things in life. A lot of that may be for. Folks who go to church or sometimes it may be you heard that speaker of any variety or something resonated, but you're almost left with just your memory of it. Mm -hmm. Or if you think, oh, gosh, how was it that a pastor said this or how was it that this TED talk? But to be able to go back and revisit that, I would think would be huge because there's a lot of aha moments in life. I think people have through the different talks and and (laughs) services that you offer here.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So we do live stream, we have a Sunday morning worship service, and then we do Sunday night, and Sunday night Ann just plays the piano and leads some worship, and we've had a lot of people, again, it's not traditional church, in one sense you're not getting preached, you know, you don't have a sermon or anything, but they enjoy the quiet, peaceful music, and a lot of people watch that online. Wednesday Bible study, Um, we have a lot of fellowships here, where we'll have fellowship lunch, or, you know. game nights every month to have church family get together and have game night and have fun so we all we believe it's about love and community and you know the the family atmosphere and just love and joy here we're not very we're not the type to um
2: lots of programs with that we don't do lots of programs but we try to invest in quality community family life with one another
1: right but our goal is when people come in that they don't just think, oh, this is boring religion, Christianity, you know, church, they see joy in life. And so we like we like having fun, we like laughter, you know, We, Jesus is fun, so we have a good time.
0: Well, and I, I really love the fact that there's obviously many different religions and beliefs and things in the world, but to have just different options, because sometimes people, the way they approach it may resonate differently with others, so to have more options in the community i think that's such a great thing just reaching more people yeah. because there's for as much as i've known in my lifetime not locally but what i might describe as more militant uh, religious organizations mm-hmm. in terms of what you say how you say it what posture are you in right um and i i nothing against anybody that may be for them but i could tell you that's the kind of thing where to me i i almost get into, like an intimidation to that mm-hmm. so to, to know that it's a like that genuine human like there's somebody out there that needs that different flavor yeah <laughs> that, down to earth different approach. Just, yeah
1: exactly and then the, one other thing i would mention about the community is the climax crescent has been a huge blessing to this church we've been able to put out uh monthly we don't even like call them advertisements because we're not just trying to draw people into the church here which we'd love for you to come we want we'd love to pack this place you know and that's we'd love to have the people but just being able to in somebody's own home they can pick up the paper and say hey there's this church giving me something of God's Word, God's love and encouragement, and impacting people in their own homes that would never even go to church or not ready yet, or, you know, Lord willing, they'll get to a place where they're ready to come to church, but it's just meeting them where they're at, and so we're grateful for the Climax Crescent.
0: Well, it's been such an asset to the community for so long. I mean, gosh, what is it? A hundred and... I'll just say well north of a hundred, because I (laughs) forget the math off the top of my head here. A hundred and twelve sticks, but how how key that has been because that's probably how most people realize that you guys were here yeah when you first uh yeah first became part of the community
1: so when we first came um there wasn't a lot of signage and marketing you know and um and so we prayed and prayed and saved and the lord worked it out where we were able to get a sign out there out Mm -hmm. in the front to marquee a little uh, marquee Mm -hmm. and that was one step and then putting a sign on the top of the church so really wanted to make it where people knew we were here um, because again, it had the connotation of just, well, that's the, that's the old gas station, you know, but realizing there was an active church fellowship here. So that was one thing the Lord helped us do when we first got here to let everybody know it is a church.
0: So now, and when I, uh, when I see the live streams, now I know you've got at least Wednesdays and Sundays because I see those myself usually pop in for at least a minute or mm-hmm. two, depending on what I've got going on. Um. Do you feel the pressures of having to do a live music performance for the entire world? (laughs) That was the
2: fun thing about starting Sunday night is because it's my personal relationship with Jesus. And I got to the point where life is just busy. And if you don't carve out the time, it doesn't happen. And for me, one of the ways that I communicate and talk and pray with Jesus directly is that time that I set aside and say, okay. I'm going to take this time, and I play piano. Okay, so this is a gift between me and Jesus right now. And so we were praying about, you know, what to do and how to do it and when to do stuff. We didn't have a Sunday night at the time, and the kids were even littler than they are now. And
1: And we didn't have a piano at the house. We didn't have a piano at the
2: (laughs) house because we rent, and it was a tight fit, and we made some adjustments. Now we do. We're thankful. But um, didn't have one at the house, so I'd come over here and just play on the keyboard and um so we shifted that to sunday night on a scheduled time and just then if you, we'd uh seen it done uh when we were in florida and church fellowships there and small groups and maybe you didn't even go to church on a sunday morning together but you get together and just praise and worship time and so when i started doing it um yeah i'd say i was you know you're aware of the camera in the background but now <laughs> it's it's more truly just focusing on Jesus and I don't even come up with the playlist all the time it's sometimes just okay what song next Lord and it goes from one to the next and I have been encouraged so much just from that personal reflection time that time in the word scriptures that build my faith build life for me for the week um, but then also being able to share that with whoever else may be encouraged by that or just needing a time of Quiet and reflection in this world is so busy, so noisy, and chaotic, and so having that time that's set aside for that has been, for me, one of the biggest faith-building things for my personal walk with Jesus.
1: And she mentioned, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, she mentioned the piano thing. That made me think of something else. Uh, Again, when we came to this community, we didn't know where we were going to live, and it, the lord opened it up that we could rent the house pretty much you know across the street from the church kind of and that was a god thing cuz i guess the you know yeah, we renters were moving out yeah <laughs> so even that was a hand of god just to be able to put us in the community just having a place to rent and within walking distance the timing. Yeah, so like
0: if, if it weren't for that darn bank sign i couldn't yeah, see your house from where right. i'm sitting right now <laughs> so that
1: was a god thing and then obviously we're thankful for the piano in the house now it's a pretty small house but we're thankful
0: yep when you watch the live streams, you see the kids get quite involved in the music, too.
2: <laughs> Sunday mornings, Very. especially, yeah, we've got our oldest. he's got good rhythm, and so he's on the drums, and then the little ones, they try their best and they're learning <laughs> basic rhythm here and there, or learning how to interact and for them personally, too, of okay, how do we be involved with this? How do we encourage others? of all ages to be involved um but finding the right ways and not distracting too so th- that's a balance that we're still figuring out on a day-to-day basis but
1: yeah, yeah we don't want kids to be distracting but we love having kids in the service Very so, so. we again it's family it feel too. and so we don't get uptight if somebody you know just let the little kids run around and have a good time you know and, and so Within not reason. to be right i know, I know we're not going yeah. to be wild <laughs> and crazy but i'm saying <laughs> if we want to hear kids and so it's nice that yeah. the kids can be part of it and
2: because it's personal for them too their relationship with jesus isn't different from my relationship with jesus just there's an age difference between the two of us you know so it's but it's the same jesus that we're interacting with and so there's no junior jesus for my kids (laughs) they're talking to the same savior that i care about so we want them to learn and to grow and have life and that that be a part of their life journey too
1: and that i will say that's there are pros and cons, you know, in the sense of you got a small church, you got a good family atmosphere, but again, we'd love to have, you know, more worship, more, more music and instruments, you know, and yeah. more kids, things for kids, but we do have some um, classes for kids, so if people come, but we don't want to just babysit kids, we want them to have fun and engage and learn and grow, so, um, so, really kids family are, family life feel, though. yeah, I family, mean, it's the older ones family. talking with the younger ones, and yeah, so, it's... we're glad to have kids, and, running around
0: <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that somewhere down the road your kids will probably look back and appreciate some of those things because I can tell you from my own experience in just being a kid in a small town community for better and sometimes for I won't call it worse but for need to reel need to be reeled in every once in a while I wouldn't have these I don't know if you want to call it skills just the hey let me just set up a microphone with a couple people and let's do mm-hmm. a podcast I have no stage fright or anything like that because I've been doing things in this ballpark. Because I was able to do it, whether that be in a school project or announcing the sports at the school, and because the community supported that, a few grownups weren't afraid to, you know, reel me back in. <laughs> Full disclosure, in times when I absolutely needed to be reeled back in, probably needed every once in a while today. Still,
2: uh, uh, yeah, I did second Me right? too.
0: <laughs> but to see that with the kids, I mean, if one day they end up. Maybe yep. taking over for you know the pastor's seat right, right. Uh,
2: we've had our kids pe- preach a couple times <laughs> here and there
0: but they'll I'm willing to bet they'll get to a point where they probably won't even understand the whole public speaking is the number one fear of most adults because it doesn't fe- it's not stigmatized right. it's not public speaking it's I'm just standing in front of my friends like yep. and there's this person like they're adults from the community that instead of going it's you know nameless people it's no, nah, I talked to Jim and Susie and yeah, <laughs> just right. bad off the names because that, to me, that never seemed like a big deal for public speaking. It was that just is my a friends' parents. A small
1: community that really is. Yeah,
0: uh, and then uh, assuming the community probably gets a pretty good kick out of the kids too.
1: Yeah, they bring joy. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, um, the kids like to greet people when they come. So our kids are run out to the car and welcoming people come in. You know, so it's mm-hmm. a different feel. You know, it's like.
0: Now to take everything we were just talking about and kind of going back to uh, a few minutes ago, when I brought up the like using the social media and the mm-hmm. live streams to connect. I'm curious, do you have anyone in your congregation that you do not know outside of somewhat of that Facebook relationship or that streaming? Uh, is there anybody that you have that has only connected because of that?
1: Um, and just watching online, you mean? Yeah, thing?
0: like somebody who you you feel like you know them, or the, well, you probably do know them at this point. But I just think back to earlier days of the internet where you might not know who somebody is, but you know their AOL screen name is, you know, uh, climax guy twenty two or, <laughs> or something. Uh, but I was just curious: is there anybody like that where now you know them and would consider them part of that extended family and friends, but you've only had that relationship? Um, through internet connection,
1: yes we've had people that would watch uh, in other states, you know, and it was just that connection of somehow they heard about from a friend or something, and they got online and so um, and then we can we try to connect with people that we do have online, but yes, there are people that you're like. How did you hear about this church? Uh, you know, and so that's neat when you hear they're watching online. Yeah. Why are you listening to us in <laughs> Bozeman, Montana? I mean, God bless you for doing right, it. Right. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, but like this, even this podcast, and I would love to name drop this person if I knew their name, and I don't. know, I probably mentioned this on three fourths of these podcasts. Somebody listens to this show in Brussels every single week. I see the <laughs> analytics. I see the country flags, and I'm just like. I don't know who you are, but thank you for yeah, listening. Right, I, ha- I have some sort of relationship with this person in Brussels, uh, but thanks for listening to the show. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that that's a way that that you guys or almost any organization can make pretty profound connections with somebody who you may potentially never be in the same earthly room. Absolutely, <laughs> digital right. room. Sure. Yes,
1: there's that <laughs> spiritual bond and connection through distance. And I will say it has been a challenge for all this technology because I'm not a tech guy, and so even it's not even just throwing money at it. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know how yeah. to run everything. So um, first you trust the Lord for the money, but then it's like, okay, how do you run it? And so you know it's a little sound system here that pretty much um, I do what I can and that you know <laughs> hope everything works out. So um, it's it's fun learning. I guess it's a learning process, but we're glad to reach people. You know that's what we want. We want people to know God's love for them. And seeing
0: firsthand now that I've been back home for six, eight months, whatever it's been, seeing firsthand that you guys are involved in so many things. I mean, I, I think every time I've gone into that bank, you guys have been just oh, the kids <laughs> opening the doors for people yeah. just because they were out in the yard or yeah. something and uh, caroling on the corners. Yep. You guys had the little hot cocoa stand and crafts and such. And I know there's been certainly other things, Memorial Days. and yep. But to, to see that and knowing that it, I think there's – a certain amount of people who maybe what not might not go into this church or that church on a day where it's like, look, we aren't trying to completely beat you over the head with anything. We're just being a part of the community, yeah. and in that, those that want to and can connect to the message, yes, they just know this door is open.
1: Absolutely, well and, said.
0: And I've loved seeing that.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like even when we you know advertise in the Crescent or whatever we do in the community, it's. It's never try to try to just get people to come to church. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, they're just doing it because trying to get you to come to their church, you know. And we don't. Uh, whether they go somewhere else to a different church or they come here or they don't go to church, doesn't matter. It's just a matter of that we want to show the love of Jesus out, you know, to them. And so when there's no ulterior motive, I guess yeah. that's the thing. You know, there's no ulterior motive of you got to come to this church here, you know, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, there, there's so many things in this world, especially with – the internet being what it is, and people who use that for somewhat unscrupulous means, where there's so many reasons in this world that if people don't know something, there's a reflexive action that I could only paraphrase as, oh, that's how they get you. Right. Uh, You get that unknown call or scam likely. You're like, okay, what's their angle here? What's the catch? It might be your doctor's office saying you have an appointment on Friday, (laughs) but you're answering the phone. just going, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cool. I'll see you tomorrow at noon. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But to know there, there's not at no point have I ever felt coming in here. Oh, that's how how they're going to get me this week. it's community involvement, it's a a genuine place, whether it's caroling or Memorial Day, and actually probably off the microphones, we'll probably talk about Memorial Day. All right, sounds good. I think uh, Julie's got me recruited into her helping hands of getting everything set up there. Uh, But having said all of that, what have been some of your favorite of the different community events that you've been part of or just been able to maybe open your doors to a little bit wider audience to get to know folks?
1: Oh. That's a great question. You want to tackle that one? <laughs>
2: it's been everything from the monthly fellowships, holding you know a barbecue out back and just different ones showing up that may not come on a Sunday morning or regularly and just impacting and talking with people, sharing stories like we're doing now and saying, okay, you know, what's your life like? How can we encourage one another on what we're doing on a day-to-day basis? Uh, Memorial Day Parade, that's a big one of just being able to again, talk with people that may only come through town once a year or have connections with the area. You know, Um, it was kind of fun moving here to Climax and finding out how many circles that we, both of us growing up in the area and finding out, hey, we know some of these same people and that Climax is their base. Um, And so getting to hear people's stories from the caroling you know, uh, Christ- climax Christmas night where we light the tree and being able to just share a warm cup of hot cocoa and the joy of the season of Christmas and Jesus's birth that we celebrate at that time. But um, yeah, it's, those are some I think of the more community open ended things, but it's been everything from, yeah, people just showing up and saying, hey, we need somebody to talk to," to, wider
1: community stuff yeah. so yeah talking to people i think is the best you know you get to meet new people or just connect with them and again i'm i'm a little out of the box i like to wave at everybody and so that's always fun mm-hmm. you get people looking at you like why are you waving at me <laughs> but you know i just that that small town feel and so just bring a smile to people's face
0: yeah and that's something that has been so great to see and you're not the only one who does that okay the, good. The wave to everybody good. i've certainly noticed it <laughs> i'm I mean, glad to
1: hear others are doing it too
0: it's hard not to notice i mean i drive by your place <laughs> right. at least t- like twice a day yeah. these days so if you're out there i'm probably going to see it and give you a wave but try to at least do the i think the official michigan wave is the if your hand's on the steering wheel you wave two <laughs> to three fingers and that yeah. counts as a wave yeah uh, but that's something i miss so much in chicago there were people that I lived in a row of townhomes, like very cookie-cutter, very homogenized living out there, and there were some of my neighbors that if I even tried to wave hello or, Lord forbid, say hello, they would make up a scenario like fake a ringing phone or look at their screen or <laughs> walk the other way. It's uh. like you would think I made some sort of extremely threatening gesture of some kind. I'm like, no, if I just live across a carbon copy threshold <laughs> over here. <laughs> like. Just saying hi. And that, that's been a good thing coming yeah. back because there's a lot more of that where it's, you
1: know, you can say hi. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is a friendly town and got a good school system. We've heard good things. I mean, it's just neat to see the community that comes together and help each other out. You know, it's, um, that's the way it should be. But, yeah, we're – um, I enjoy sitting outside in the summer because I, I don't like the cold and the snow. So every time it's <laughs> sunshine outside, I try to be outside. It's always fun to just sit out there and wave at people and see them going by. It's a pretty busy, you know, even pretty busy street here. Everybody's, yeah. this is the main four corners.
0: It is the busiest street it, in climate. It I'm is, rocking. it
1: is. And uh, it's just being able to need to see people coming and going and just being able to bring a smile to their face, you know.
0: What have been some of the biggest challenges that you face coming into a you know an opening? Well, not opening, taking over a church and knowing you've kind of got that partial audience and trying to build, uh, yeah. build more and I mean, gosh, even just building stuff. I I can walk through here and see a, just oodles of changes you guys <laughs> have right. made. Um, I,
1: we love people. We just love people, and so I'd say the hardest is if you know somebody gets uh, disappointed or wants to move on or you know, and everybody's entitled to that, but. You know, you can take it personal because you just love people, and it can hurt. So I'd say the the hardest thing would be just um, loving people. And if you know, and so because um, again, we want people to be free to do what they want to do and go where they want to go. And so that's that's that freedom there. So it's been a challenge to just say, okay, if that's whatever you want to do, that's fine. But we, you know, we love you, and you know, we can we're friends and everything. So just when people do want to move on, you know, it can be a challenge, like, oh, but that's fine. For good or challenging reasons. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: Maybe they're led to go somewhere else. Right, and that's a good thing. Yeah,
1: that's a good thing. So it's not a bad thing. It's just you you miss people. It's such a family thing. And so it's like, I'm going to really miss you. You know, it's not like you're mine and you have to be here. It's not like that controlling thing. It's just like you just love that family connection and you miss people. So I'd say that would be the hardest thing because we did lose some people, you know, and, and, and. People, or people can get hurt, you know, and, and that you never want the church to hurt people or people to hurt people, you know. But misunderstandings happen. And so that has been probably the biggest challenge for me.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, with a, a small community church like this, um, it's like he said, you know, a family unit. One person's missing. That might not make a big difference in a large church or in a setting where you can just come and go at you please. But when you notice people and you genuinely care about the people coming through the door, and they're not here you know it's you want the best and blessing for them Um, I'd say too just figuring out just the day-to-day life trying to help people where they're at and if we don't have the resources um, being able to connect people with other resources or um, you know the natural help that's available um, but also just people's hearts people have hurts and stories and you don't want to carry that personally but you want to be able to share hope with people wherever they're at. And so being able to say, okay, we might not have the answer, but let's take time to pray and really truly saying, okay, how does God change our day-to-day life? Not just Sunday morning, not just Wednesday night, but how does that relationship with Jesus? What does that look like when your family member's dying? What does that look like when you're in a broken relationship yeah. with all ages of, you know, whether it's grandparents caring about their grandkids, or whether it's parents saying, "My kid's not in my life anymore," um, or it's, you know, our own family saying, "Okay, how do we, how do we do this on a day-to-day basis?" And those are the things that happen outside of the Sunday morning service. Sometimes, yeah. you know, there's that living life intentionally where you're at, um, and yeah, it may be a project for the church of saying okay let's let's do a cleanup project and let's paint the floor or let's paint the walls and being able to do life together of serving together um, but meeting people where they're at and trying to juggle the different busyness of life too so I guess that's some of the stuff that I carry as a mom but yeah. also as a fellowship member too
1: mm-hmm. and then knowing how to connect to the community what you know the how to, um, how to connect with people. And so, you know, that's uh, the other thing is who do you – you're not just trying to promote the church. I'm not saying that. It's just how, can you, how do you minister to people within the town? You know, what are the places that need help or, you know, that type of thing, finding where the opportunities are and the needs.
0: And just looking at it from kind of a different end of the small town, talking about how – apparent it is if there's an empty chair and you knew that Kevin used to sit in that chair and sometimes you wonder okay maybe I know why Kevin's not in that seat this week or I hope Kevin's okay Mm -hmm, what's going on it's looking at it from a different angle it's you know the Super Bowl just happened yesterday probably no one who owns that stadium or the business is going to go like oh uh, you know the the Millers aren't there uh, (laughs) this week but if you go to Climax Scott's basketball game people are probably like Oh gosh, Dan and Diane Benoit aren't here tonight. I hope mm-hmm. everything's yeah, all right. Yeah, right, because uh, you just expect the, that small town. It's the double-edged sword of right. knowing everybody. Yep, <laughs> yep.
2: that fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, concept of where you do see stuff, and in, in the best sense, you see the best and the worst, and it's choosing to to love in the midst of.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So we've talked about challenges, and then we I know I asked this very specifically to like town events and things. What do you think have been the the best parts after being to Athens, going to Florida, take the weather out of it? <laughs> uh, what have probably been your favorite parts of not just having your uh having your services and running your church here but having kids growing up in this community? What have been the best parts of that for you? Mm.
1: You ask good questions that's really good um
2: uh, I'd say <laughs> some of what we've already touched on of the we call them adopted family whether they are oh, on a paper or not you know it's, you become family of the heart and so whether it's you know
1: it's the people
2: it's the people it really is of our kids are able to talk with people of all ages and I'm thankful for that mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that and yeah, you know, there might be times where we're like yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go for a walk around the block instead of hanging out there for right now or we'll go see somebody else or you know you shift things and you find what works for you and your family you know it's not cookie cutter it's not going to look the same for one neighbor to the other but you find the moments of joy um having a safe community yes sidewalks we can walk on is a huge blessing yeah we lived in a community where there were broken bottles and glass and i literally took my kids in my broom from my house to sweep the sidewalks so we could have a safe place to walk. And so for us to be able to enjoy a community and be able to, you know, whether we receive a wave back or not, be able to be friendly and be able to have life where you live, not just, well, I sleep here and I have to go outside of where I sleep to live my life. I think that's been huge for us to be able to have adopted family members you know aunts uncles friends neighbors um, neighbors that has been a huge blessing to us so as much as living in a small town could be that double-edged sword or it's been a blessing for our family yeah for very much i'd say in every way
1: yeah because we moved around a little bit when we were in florida for two years lived in did different things and lived in different places and one of the places was in the hood. We were in the hood and it was, That's where we were called you to know, the right. Yeah. But wasn't necessarily a safe place or where, you know, you got drug deals going right on across the street and stuff. And so this is a good atmosphere here. And uh, so we're very thankful. I mean, we are so thankful and we do, we love the community. And uh, looking forward to lots more years, Lord willing, you know.
0: And yep, your kids will appreciate that, but there'll probably come a time when they learned that double-edged sword of it's a small town and I've, yeah. I did something maybe I wasn't supposed mm. to. And how did mom and dad yeah. know, know that, that before I right, even right. got home? Yeah. Like they were ready and waving yeah. <laughs> their finger at me before I even <laughs> got in the
1: door. And another thing is I'll say is, you know, we're always learning and growing. So even though we pastored six years before and and then to come here, it's always a learning process. And so, you know, we, we haven't done everything perfect, we, but we endeavor to try to, okay, Lord, what do you want done for this church? this town, this community. So when we pray, we pray for the community at large, not just a, this church. But right, the leadership but of the community. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for local government and stuff like that. But we freely admit, you know, we're people. We made mistakes. We've hurt people, you know, accidentally and done things. And so um, it's just when you're in a safe place, that's where you can learn and grow and make mistakes and you still get the love and, you, you know, you bounce right back. And so I think that's key because if you don't have that, then you're going to fail every time because there's no support and i think that's where it comes down to is there's grace there's mercy and uh we just do our best and let the lord you know help us and sort it all out
0: (laughs) i i feel like in climax this is something i've heard in a lot of different places where i've worked heard not necessarily seen in practice but they talk about it. There's different metaphors. It's not how you fumble the ball. It's how you recover it. Yeah, or, there you go. And and I feel like in a town like this, you're far more likely to actually hear, and maybe even directly, because if somebody's got a problem, it's not like you can hide very well in climax, yeah. especially with your proximity to your house. No, I know, I know. <laughs> from your from <laughs> yeah. house of worship. Yeah, but just knowing that 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 mindset it can be refreshing. Yeah. Uh, because it's everybody messes up. I mean mm-hmm. I've messed up today, probably three or four times. <laughs> but I mean, gosh, we're at <laughs> I'm glad three you are not the, the only afternoon. one. <laughs> uh, or even this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, this exact episode compared to episode one, something's changed. Yeah. Maybe that's been for the better. Maybe somebody out there isn't listening anymore because yeah. they wish it was more like it was when on episode yeah. one. But yeah. I'm gonna say something, and I likely have said something mm. on this show at some point that made somebody uh, snarl a lip or furrow their brow and I don't mean to do that right but, exactly but let's learn from that if something's been said yeah. that ruffles your feather well let's let's talk about it like it and I I can't tell you how often I use the phrase fall on my sword yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. like I I try to be good about that and feedback can often sting at first but when you stop and think about it it's yeah there might have been a different way I could have mm-hmm. said yeah or done yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah
1: and that's the thing it's you know it was kind of a startup church in one sense like we talked about how it's emerging the old but new but you know it was uh, starting establishing different things you know you got to st- establish some leadership and that type of thing and so it took time and um, and so again it's just things take time and you look back of you know well exactly you know day one of year one you know but here we are year four and so not everything happened maybe as quickly or as smoothly whatever but i feel that god has established the church here and he's kept it going because he does want that this church and the community and uh, we're thankful for the other church in town as well we're thankful there's no competition i never want to be competition i don't feel that way at all Uh, i just think you you got two churches you can do more you know and reach Mm -hmm. more people so it's never competition um but yeah does that make sense (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it does to me. We we even talked about it earlier. Some, Well, we maybe danced around it a little bit more. But sometimes, even the three of us, you are parents to very lovely children. I'm sure there's times when you have said something to the kids and they didn't listen. And Ann has said pretty much the exact same thing. But for whatever reason, the approach was...
1: I just told him that same thing, oh, yeah. man. But <laughs> Were you listening a couple, uh, couple hours ago? <laughs> yeah, I was texting
0: you from right outside. <laughs> yeah. but, but I feel like that's just, that's life. That's, that's not just, you know, religious organizations. Right. That's exactly. life where exactly. sometimes you have to hear a message in a certain way from a certain person. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that if I just want to hear somebody gas me up or I want to hit the compliments, yeah, I've got those circles of friends that I might hit them up. But if I need real feedback, know that maybe I could have done that better. Like, okay, here's my like brutally honest ones. We're just gonna cut to the chase. Yeah. But it's how do you get that same or similar message? And for some folks that may see, and I'd imagine there probably has been some folks that have gone from here to there, or there to here, and there likely will be for a long time. And that's not anything right, wrong. That's, if at the end of the day, the goal is for, to different organizations to help people connect to their religious beliefs who loses right who loses in that scenario? right
1: yeah and and again that's the other thing as well we talked a little bit about but you know i'm a pastor but i don't like religion i don't like religion jesus wasn't religious you know it was religious people that didn't like him so again that's that down to earth where just be real with people you don't have to put on airs you don't have to be try to be some goody two-shoe or holier now it's just we all need a savior, and everybody needs that hope and encouragement in Christ Jesus, and so that's the gospel. So here, it's like, you know, we, I don't want to bore people with some boring message. Um, we try not to have it where it's just boring, you know, it's that something, but then we don't want to just give a pep talk either. We want it to be God's word that changes people's lives, because it's the word that will change people's hearts and lives, and so We're excited that God's working and moving, but yeah, I'm very non-traditional. And so some people like that, some others don't, you know? And so everybody's got their own cup of tea and that's why it's like, again, we're not trying to manipulate or control anybody or say, you got to come here. We respect people's decisions and their heart and so i think that's the nice thing is you just let god grow the church obviously we'd love to have the place standing room only and packed out and we're already a small church as it is you know it's not (laughs) a church building in one sense like a traditional church building so it's tight on space but um it's letting god grow the church and so sometimes maybe you think well maybe we should be grown more It's been four years you know why isn't there more growth but again i think it's just being faithful Uh, really it's it's not about the numbers it's not about all that it's just about being faithful and and loving God and people and I think people will see that and so we just try to have fun really and just uh, love Jesus and have a good time and so uh, and everybody is welcome here making everybody feel welcome here that's our heart too nobody should feel ostracized like I I don't fit in at church or that type of thing when they come here they should be able to know that they they belong
0: I don't know that I could possibly follow that up. That was a pretty good soundbite. Well done. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Well, this is, I try to have this not be that, uh, there's almost a cookie cutter podcast formula where a lot of mainstream ones toward the end, you go, okay, it's basically get your plugs in. But in this case, (laughs) I do sort of want to do that. So in terms of anyone in the community and by community, I mean, this podcast, like I said, kind of goes to Brussels and around the world and Climax folks who are in, obscure Montana towns and things like that, how do people locally or basically anywhere with an internet connection get in touch with or sort of partake in the the joy and everything that happens here at Peace Community?
1: Excellent question. So we are on Facebook, Peace Community Christian Church on Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. We're on YouTube. All the services are on YouTube as well. Uh, You can go to the website. Uh, There's peacecommunitychristianchurch.org and that is the church website. And uh, you can, um, we don't, we're not able to update that and let people know what's going on. So pretty much the main way is Facebook. You can know our activities. We post it every week, our activities going on. And again, I will say we have a monthly game night or in the summer bonfire cookout that the community is open and welcome to come.
0: All right, well, I wanna thank you guys so much for your time today. And any parting words
1: before we- Yes, please we have get them? her in here. She hasn't <laughs> talked enough. I've done all lot of talking. No, it just-
2: again an honor thank you yes. for taking the time out of your. Schedule. yes um, but just again for whoever hears this that you know today you have a purpose for listening right now God has a plan and a purpose for your life and that's the message that we want you to know your life matters and we'd love to talk with you and personally encourage you. Yeah. Uh, and encourage you you know whether it's through online media or in person Um, But, Kevin, thank you for taking the time to sit and chat and just see where things are at for both of us.
1: Yeah, And I will say there's no phone number for the church. It's my phone number. So if you, (laughs) you can call or text and you can get a hold of us.
0: All right. Well, thank you for another stellar main event here on Climax the Podcast. And there you have it, and I hope you learned a lot and got to know some of your relatively newer neighbors here in the Climax Scots community, Noah and Ann Miller and their family. It's that time of the week where we need to put a bow on this episode of Climax the Podcast, so thanks to Noah and Ann Miller for being our honored guests this week. Thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Kristen with State Farm and Prairie Historical Society, and most of all, thanks to you, the listeners of Climax the Podcast. Without you taking this all in, there would be no reason for us to do it. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Climax the Podcast, Love Letter to a Small Town. I'll talk to you guys in about a week.